Good morning. I am Apostle William B. Corrector, presiding prelate of Discovered Being Ministry, Incorporated. I'd like to welcome you to today's podcast, where we will be studying on the subject, Why Do Most Jews Reject Jesus as the Messiah? Let us go to the throne of grace this morning. Heavenly Father, we come looking to you as the author and finisher of our faith. We come to you this morning, Lord God, knowing that you are the creator of all heaven and earth. Father, we thank you that you have given us your only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We thank you for the grace and mercy that you have bestowed upon us through the death of your Son, Lord God, that we may be able to come boldly before the throne of grace. And Father, now as we speak on this subject. We ask you, Lord God, that the understanding will come to all those that hear it, that you will give them the spiritual ear that they may hear. And Lord, we thank you. What the word of God says is also our daily life. And Father, now in the mighty name of Jesus, we bind Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub, Beal, Soothsayers, sorcerers, witchcraft workers, and all those that, Lord God, try to hinder the work of Christ. And, Father, we ask you now to be merciful unto us and bless your people through your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. As I full stated, the subject is, why do most Jews reject Jesus as the Messiah? The Jews rejected Jesus because he failed in their eyes to do what they expected their Messiah to do destroy evil and all their enemies and establish an internal kingdom with Israel as the preeminent nation in the world. The prophecies in Isaiah 53 and Psalms 22 describes a suffering Messiah who would be persecuted and killed, but the Jews chose to focus instead on those prophecies that discuss his glorious victories, not his crucifixion. The commentaries in the Tumult, written before the onset of Christianity, clearly discuss the Masonic prophecies of Isaiah 53 and Psalms 22, and puzzle over how these would be fulfilled with the glorious setting up of the kingdom of the Messiah. After the church used these prophecies to prove the claims of Christ, the Jews took the position that the prophecies did not refer to the Messiah, but to Israel or some other person. The Jews believed that the Messiah, the prophet which Moses spoke about, would come and deliver them from Roman bondage and to set up a kingdom where they would be the rulers. Two of the disciples, James and John, even asked to sit at Jesus' right hand and left in his kingdom when he came into his glory. The people of Jerusalem also thought he would deliver them. They shouted praises to God for the mighty works that he had seen Jesus do and called out, Hosanna, save us. When we rode into Jerusalem, when he rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, 
referenced in Matthew chapter 21, verse 9. They treated him like a conquering king. Then he allowed himself to be arrested and tried, crucified on the cross. The people stopped believing that he was the promised prophet. They rejected their Messiah, referenced in Matthew 27, verse 22. Note that the Apostle Paul tells the church that the spiritual blindness of Israel is a mystery that had not been previously been revealed. Romans chapter 9 and 11 reference this. I repeat that. Romans chapters 9 and 11 refers to this. For a thousand years of years, Israel has been the one nation that looked to God while the Gentile nation generally rejected the light and chose to live in spiritual darkness. Israel and her inspired prophets revealed monotheism, one God who was personally interested in mankind's destiny of heaven or hell. The path to salvation, the written word with, with the Ten Commandments. Yet Israel rejected her prophesied Messiah and the promises of the kingdom of heaven were postponed. The veil of spiritual blindness fell upon their eyes, on the, upon the eyes of the Jews, who previously were the most spiritually discerning people. As Apostle Paul explained, this hardening of, on the part of Israel led to the blessings of the Gentiles, who would believe in Jesus and accept him as Lord and Savior. 2,000 years after he came to the nation of Israel as their Messiah, Christ is still, for the most part, rejected by the Jews. Many Jews today, some say at least half of all living Jews, identify themselves as Jewish, but prefer to remain secular. They identify, they identify with no particular Jewish movement and have no understanding or affiliation with any Jewish biblical roots. The concepts of Messiah is expressed in the Hebrew scriptures of Judaism. The 13 principles of faith is foreign to most Jews today. But one concept is generally held as universal. Jews must have nothing to do with Jesus. Most Jews today perceive that at least 2,000 years of historical Jewish persecution to be at the hands of the so-called Christians. From the Crusades to the Inquisition to the programs in Europe and to Hitler, Hitler's Holocaust, Jews ultimately believe that they are being held responsible for the death of Jesus Christ and that they are being persecuted for that reason. They therefore reject him today. The good news is that many Jews are turning to Christ today. The God of Israel has always been faithful to keep a remnant of believing Jews to himself. In the United States alone, some estimates say that there are over 100,000 Jewish believers in Jesus, and the numbers are growing all the time. Amen. As we read this, 
it is also evident that what is written in the book of Revelation and many other scriptures that Israel will be saved. We realize that the rejection was simply because they expected a conquering king, one that just wore the Roman persecution out and threw them out and they become a sovereign nation, which they did become a sovereign nation in 1948. However, this was not the plan of God. God just did not pick one set of people to be the greatest. He came for all mankind. He sent his son in for all mankind. And that's a scripture that says, I came to my people and they rejected me. They would not receive me because of their expectations, not because of the will of God. I sit here today and I ponder many different aspects of what is taking place today and how the Bible, the biblical prophecies are being fulfilled rapidly. And I know that God's word will not return void and it will accomplish and prosper wherein unto he has sent it. And he sent it to the Jews first and then to the Gentiles. And I'm so grateful to God that in a way that the Jews did reject him so that it opened up an avenue for us as Gentiles to become a part of the kingdom of God and be a part of the covenant made with Abraham. I'll bless you. I'll bless everyone that bless you and I'll curse everyone that cursed you. And I'll give you every place that you put your feet. I'll make your name great. As he told Abraham, he also told him that many nations will be blessed because of his belief and because of the promises that God gave to a nation, a, a tribe that should have been a monogamous people. They are no longer monogamous. So we know truly that God's word is rapidly being fulfilled. I ask you to think about the history of what I just quoted and how it applies to us today and, and realize that God ultimately will get the victory over Satan and all his unbeliefs. May God bless you, and may he smile upon you, and may he give you peace.